Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close, I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. Now they run, homie, look what I become. I'm, the, I'm, the I'm Patrick Medvey, host of Value Team, and today we're going to talk about why you ought to consider moving to another state. Yes, you may want to pick up everything you have, move your family, your business, everything to another state. You see, coronavirus has brought a lot of negative things in America. I'm talking cases, death, small businesses shutting down, people losing their jobs. Here's news from CNN today, 2.4 million, another 2.4 million jobless claims. That is now 38 million people are applying for unemployment. Look at that number right there, 38.6. These are scary numbers. These are people that are trying to take care of their families, their husbands, their wives, their kids. But all of this stuff we're talking about is nowhere near to one of the scariest things that's about to happen to certain governors in certain states, which is massive exodus, potential massive exodus, and we're gonna break things down. Here's what we're gonna look at in today's video. Number one, I'm gonna pull up data for you from small business owner and uh, entrepreneurship council, it's a nonprofit organization that's gonna give you data on what states offer the best policies for small business owners, then what states offer the best taxes, that's for business owners, then we're gonna look at what states have the best sales tax, state tax, and property tax. Then I'm gonna share with you a letter I wrote to California years ago when I left California. And then last but not least, I'm gonna share with you 10 markers to look at before making your move. So having said that, let's look at some of these markers. So number one, when you're looking at moving to another state, you have to first look at quarterly life. This is what California sells on a lot. Look at the weather here. Your friends and family are here. Why would you want to leave your friends? The sports, I'm loyal to the Lakers or the Knicks or the, the Bulls or whoever it is. Entertainment, nightlife is amazing over here. This is why no one will ever leave California. Then you have to look at taxes. Then you have to look at quality of talent. This is the one part that New York and California get a lot of credit for because if you do want quality talent, it's in New York, it's in California, it's in Chicago. Whatever cities that have the highest competition typically have the best pool of talent. So if you wanna start a financial firm, hypothetically, and you wanna go into hedge funds, you're probably better off being in New York City, right? If you wanna create a technology, maybe a, you know, uh, something to do with social media or some kind of a technology, Silicon Valley, Santa Monica is the place to be. If you wanna do Hollywood, used to be Hollywood and Burbank, nowadays you're seeing some other states taking place, but you gotta look at the talent. And this argument is typically made for California, New York, Chicago. Then if you're married with kids, schooling, you have to consider that. Then airports, if you travel a lot, especially international airports, then politics and regulation, which we'll look at here in a minute, then quality of market, meaning is it a global business? If it's a global business, are you gonna get the talent to help you with this face-to-face -face phone? You have to consider this stuff, meaning if I'm going into a city and a state, is the market like a Walmart market gonna have middle America customers that are gonna buy the products that I sell versus in Naples, maybe Naples is not a Walmart product, maybe Naples is a different product, so you have to look at what the product's gonna be and then you have to consider the state's population growth, then crime, if you have a family and kids, and then it's long-term plan vision, what you wanna do long-term. So those are 10 things you need to be looking at. These are some of the things I looked at before leaving California. So now let's look at some data. Let's look at some data. Here's the first data I want you to look at uh, uh, with me. So this is a study, a report that came out, okay, showing ranking 50 states according to public policy and tax climate for small business. Again, both policy 
and tax climate. So it's not just taxes, it's policy as well. And the policies they looked at was here. They measured, I'll read this to you, ranking the state policy and measures cost of impacting entrepreneurship and small business growth ranks the 50 states according to 62 different policy measures, including assorted tax, regulatory, and government spending measures, okay? So you see what they're looking at. This isn't just, oh, taxes are great, go there. Let's see what the top 50 states look like here, okay? If you want to zoom in. The best state with the best policies for entrepreneurs, small businesses is what? Texas. Then you got Nevada, then it's Florida, then you got South Dakota, Wyoming, Indiana, Utah, Alabama, Arizona, Washington, Tennessee, and you work your way down. Just look at the list to see if this is the state you're living or not or something you're considering. North Carolina, you got Dakotas, Missouri, South Carolina, Missouri, Georgia, that's uh, actually coming up a lot lately, uh, New Hampshire, Wisconsin, Louisiana, Kentucky. Now work your way down here. Look at this. Massachusetts, scary stuff here. Rhode Island, Maine, Iowa, Oregon, Connecticut. This is like, this is, these are some states that have businesses today. Vermont, Minnesota. Then look, New York, Hawaii, California, and Jersey. Okay? So this is policies. We haven't yet looked at taxes and then sales taxes and property taxes. This is only policies. Sometimes when you're building a business and you're a small business owner, you have an issue with an employer, you have an issue with a competitor, you have an issue with a contract, you have an issue with something. There are states that don't favor the small business owner. They'll say things like, oh, all you care about is money, favor the other person, the small business owner gets hurt and they have to let go of six, seven, eight employees. If you run a business, you know how critical policies affect your business. That's for those of you that are running a business. So now let's look at taxes. What do taxes look like? Who's the best, who's the worst? Number one is who? Texas, best in taxes for small businesses. South Dakota, second. Then it's Nevada, then it's Wyoming, Florida made, makes in the top five, Washington, Ohio, Colorado, Alaska, Alabama, Arizona, Carolina, North Carolina, Michigan, Tennessee, Indiana, Tennessee, Utah, North Dakota. You go down the list, Georgia's 24th. Look who's all the way at the bottom again. Jersey and California. Jersey and California. Hawaii, Minnesota. Look where New York's at. 44th. So even New York is better than California. Connecticut is better. Maryland is better. Even Illinois is better than California. So now, California sees this, and what do they say? Here's what California says when they see this. They say, but wait a minute, are you crazy? No one's gonna leave California because the entertainment here, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Clippers, sports, dan dancing, nightclubs, Hollywood, family, you have friends here. Why would you be disloyal and leave your friends and family? The weather here is perfect. Why would you wanna leave this? And those things right there keep a lot of people from leaving the state of California and New York, which is understandable. But let's go a level deeper. So I just talked to business owner, now let's talk to family. Maybe you go buy stuff at the store, you're shopping at Costco, you're going to Walmart, you, maybe you have a property tax, like we had a house in LA and we had a house over here, we have to look at the property tax in Texas. Oh my gosh, properties are so low in Texas, they may be little lower than California, but is the property tax low? You gotta look at all that stuff. Let's take a look at this here, watch what happens here, okay? Again, this sales tax, if you look at sales tax, from the highest to the lowest, Highest or lowest, Oregon, Montana, Delaware, Alaska, New Hampshire, Colorado, Hawaii, have zero. Colorado's got the 3%, but New Hampshire, Alaska, Delaware, Montana have zero sales tax. And then you go all the way down, and guess who you find here? Let me show Texas. Texas is here, their sales tax is high. It's a little over six, and look who's all the way at the bottom. The worst is who? California, by a mile. Okay, even New York 
is up here, but California is all the way down here. So now, let's continue. Pat, is this a, taking a shot at California? No, but California is taking a shot at themselves. Let's look at this here. All in taxes. New Hampshire, if you live there, no income tax, no sales tax, zero, zero. And their property tax, I, I believe this is the third or the fourth highest. So they make up their money in the property tax per $100,000. So you see $22.96, and then you can look at Wyoming is $635. So you see the difference, like over here, Colorado $607, or even lower, Alabama's $432. See how that works out? So they make up their money in property tax, but no sales and no income tax. Alaska, 00, 00, $1432. Wyoming is next. That 4% sales, but no state. Florida, 06. Their sales tax is six. Even Dakota is four. But Florida, if you look at, their property per 100,000 is 1,041. Lower than New Hampshire, lower than Alaska. So again, you gotta consider all this stuff. Look at Texas. This is exactly the point I was gonna make. Texas is sixth because their sales tax is slightly higher, but look at the property tax. 1993, okay? It's a very factual number. I can talk, uh, tell you this from experience on both sides myself. Then it goes Washington, then it goes Nevada, then Tennessee. These guys should be recruiting more business owners. I don't know why they're not. If I was a governor of Tennessee, we'd be recruiting everybody over there. These guys should be recruiting way more, and I don't know what they're doing over here. Florida should be recruiting everybody right now. But you continue to go down. So you go all the way down and look at again, all the way at the bottom. Who's at the bottom here? Look at California. 13.3 state tax, sales tax 7.5, highest combined in taxes and then you have 841 property, which means if you're planning on buying a $20 million property in California versus Texas, you're probably better off on property tax here. But if you're planning on making a lot of money right now in your career, this may be a different kind of a state to look at because this state's gonna tax the hell out of you if you're over there. Okay, and by the way, look where New York's at. New York is way better than it is in California. New York is 8.82 on income and 4% of state tax. So now, you look at all this stuff and you say, Pat, are you saying something? I mean, I'm trying to read into what you're saying, Pat. What's your point? Let me get back to my point. If you're making a decision, and let's go to the last one this time. If you're clear about your long-term plans of what you want to do, you got to from now start thinking about how was the pandemic handled by the state you live in? This data is 2019. This data doesn't show how governors handled the pandemic. This data doesn't show how much control they have over the populace. This data doesn't show how many people are sick of it that are gonna be leaving. If you work for a company that doesn't take care of you, are you not gonna look at another company to go to? Yes. It's the same exact thing that's gonna happen when people move. I lived in Iran. They didn't take care of my family. My parents decided to leave. We went to Germany. Had a great time in Germany. But my family wanted to bring their kids to U.S. We came here to U.S. I lived in California. Then I joined the Army, lived in Tennessee, Kentucky for a few years. Then I came back to California. Then I grew my business. Then I looked around and saying, wait a minute, I got a national business. I got offices everywhere. I'm not going to fly Florida back and forth. That's 13 hours. Why am I doing this to myself? Why am I paying all these taxes? Why am I dealing with all this regulation? One day, a guy comes and knocks on my door. Out of nowhere, I'm in my office, guy comes, knocks on my door. Uh, yes, uh, we hear you're doing well. We need to know your top line revenue. Who are you? Here's a business card. I'm for the California, you know, LA County something, something taxes. What are you talking about? Let me call my CPA. I call my CPA, I says, this guy fake? He says, what's the business card? I send the business card. He says, no, they found out you're making money there. Do I have to pay the taxes? You do, what's the number they told you? I said, how much do I owe you? He says, well, based on the numbers we're seeing, you owe us $85,000. I said, for what? He says, for your top line revenue, what you've done the last couple of years and the county you're in. 
I said, you gotta be out of your mind. He says, no, I left the county. I went to Glendale because there was 13 counties in LA that you don't pay that 0.25%. So I went to a different county. Then after that county, they pushed me around again. Then I came to Texas. Why? Travel, you know, airports, taxes, regulation, quality of life, schooling, you know, values, principles. You got to look at this stuff. Then I came over here, worked out well. We got airport right in the middle and then we have to move all over the place. When I wrote this letter to California, I put all my points there. Here's how it started. Dear California, this is probably one of the greatest, one of the toughest letters I'll ever write. We've gone through so many things together, many good times, many bad times. I will never forget the first time I met you, November 28, 1990. It was love at first sight. I loved your curvaceous mountains and I couldn't take my eyes off you every time you danced your way to another earthquake. I had many firsts with you. My first time when we went to Disneyland. First time we took a walk together on the beach. First time we shared your famous son. I'm talking dirty to California here, by the way. First time we went shopping at Rodeo Drive. First time we walked Hollywood stars. First time we went to Florentine Gardens together. Some of you guys, you have to be 40 to know where that is. First time we drove up the coast. First time we visited San Francisco and had clam chowder at the Fisherman's. First time we went to the Laker game together and the best player of the team was Sedell Treat. With all that being said and them, I wanted to take this moment to write 10 things that I'll miss most about California and why I chose to move to Texas. I made that decision. Do you know prior to making that decision, I talked about Texas to my family for five years. I convinced my employees and my staff for years, then I made my move. I'm not pitching Texas. I don't know if I'm gonna be Texas long-term. All I'm saying to you is, if you are frustrated with some of the decisions that are being made, and you got a family, you got kids, and you are planning on playing offense the next five to, five to 10, 15 years, you may one, uh, pay very close attention to the way you vote next time and actually pay attention to who you're voting for, not who gets up and gives away things for free if you're a business owner. And number two, if you're somebody that really wants to make a difference and you're running one of these states, maybe you gotta meet the right people that'll help you plan your campaign to run for Congress, office, governor, Senate, whatever it's going to be, because we need more people that are supporting business owners. And number three, if you say, I don't care about politics, I never wanna run have that kind of a life, then maybe you ought to think about where you're gonna be moving to next based on this data. Take a look at it. Then have the conversation with your spouse, with your family, with your kids, with your peers, the way I did it. I didn't just say, oh, I'm leaving. I took this information and I talked about it with the people I respected the most. I sat down with the board. Hey, what do you think about the stat that just came out in Time Magazine? That for every one person that moves to California, two people are moving out. What do you think about this? Hey, what do you think about the stat, the fact that there's better talent in California, New York than anywhere else? Why would I want to go to a different place? Hey, what do you think about this year? It's not, uh, you're not a good friend or a family person if you leave your friends and family behind and go to a different state. Is it a form of guilt or is it truth behind it? Uh, what is, we had all of these conversations with friends, peers, family, coworkers, everybody. And then dialogue led to ideas, led to emotions, led to feelings. And then we said, boom, we're making a decision to move. I'll never forget when my wife and I we were taking about 100 of our guys to Dubai. We were staying at, uh, I don't know where we were staying at, uh, Atlantis and uh, Burj Al Arab, yeah. And uh, we were going there and I went to the airport and we're going with our friends at the airport. They say, you can't go to France. France is not gonna take you. I said, why not? I said, because your passport expires in four months. France wants your passport to expire in six months. So you gotta be kidding me. Yes. I said, babe, you go, I'll meet you in Dubai. So she leaves with my friends. She went with friends I trust, so they went together. I stay back. I come home, I go to the federal, whatever the building is to get your, uh, what's the building you go to to get passports? Anyways, it's a federal building you go to get your passport, right? So I go to get my passport. I wait in line. 
Late at night, I tell the guy, listen, I need it. My wife's in Dubai, I gotta go to Dubai. Well, you know, we don't know about, I said, listen, what do I need to do? I need to get this, come back here at three o'clock in the morning, for, I'm coming back, first in line, I wait, nine hours, I finally get my passport. That night, I went home and I talked to my nanny and I said, uh, uh, Mama, we wanna go to Texas. Why can't you go to Texas? She was the last person holding me back from going to Texas. She was the last person. I said, what's your biggest hesitation? She said, Patrick, we got six, you know, I got my six grandkids living in LA. What do you want me to do? I said, how about if I fly out to California once a month and you come with me to Texas? She said, you would do that? I said, if you move out there. She says, great, then I'm in. I said, no problem. I said, so, so I ended up going to Dubai and the best thing that happened with canceling my flight is I was able to renegotiate a deal with my nanny for her to be willing to go to Texas. Six months later, we moved to Texas. The rest is history. Moral of the story is here. If you really, really, point number 10, if you really, really are serious and you got big plans long term, Stop letting politicians and your state bully you. Start making a serious decision long term what you're gonna be doing and go do your own research and decide where you will be five, 10, 15 years from now. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody, bye-bye.